0: these tiny like little spiders started climbing out the edge of the table and like me obviously I hate spiders I like jump back I'm like we are literally setting this table on fire
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the International Student Support You're Not Alone podcast, housing edition. My name is Amelia, and I will be your host today. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about some students' experiences with housing, as well as the advice they have for students currently looking for housing. And just a little disclaimer, if you're looking for more technical information or you have technical questions, please visit the Western Off-Campus Housing site or check out our International Student Support Housing Campaign on our Instagram at USCISS. One more time, that's at USCISS. Now on with the episode. So hello, everyone. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Um good I'm just stuck in London in res but good times yeah okay so today we have our um housing expert Megan here so I'll let you introduce yourself
0: hello my name is Megan I am in my third year I'm doing a dual degree with ivy and engineering and that's about me oh and I live off campus in uh residence cool I guess it's not really residence like I rent a house Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah okay and then we have Jean who's in first year and then like a lot of our listeners she's looking to move to London next year so she'll have some super relevant questions definitely stick around if you're also considering housing next year or if you just want to hear some good housing stories but Jin, I'll let you introduce yourself as well.
2: Yeah so I'm Jane I'm first year in medical science and like she said I want to move to London next year so like how, what kind of options of housing are there in London?
0: Oh yeah, totally. So um, I think the most obvious is that you can continue to live on campus in residence um, for the entirety of your years. They have like a lot of great options for like up-year residents if you want to be like a bit more independent and have your own space. And then I think the more popular option at least at Western is to move into a house off campus, usually with friends. Um, that is currently what I'm doing, but I have a lot of friends who do still live like on residence uh, on campus. But I think those are really the two main options. I know that there are some like off-campus residences that are still kind of owned by the school, but I don't know too much about those. So okay. did, you,
1: did you move to a house like by the way? And- did that for like the rest of the time or did you go between different places?
0: Oh, so um, basically November of first year, I was like sitting around with my friends who were like studying. And I it was around that time that a lot of other people were kind of looking into housing and trying to find out if they wanted to like live in residence or off campus next year. And me and my friends, we were just sitting there and we looked at each other and we were like, we should live together next year. And then we all just kind of like nodded and we were like, yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) And so um, more or less like that next week, we started looking for houses together off campus. Um, Yeah, we found a place in first year and then we moved in that, we like moved in at the end of first year, like for second year. And we've been here for two years now, I guess. Or this will be like our second year
1: how many people like is it like, in my house group, or, yeah
0: yeah so I think I live in quite a bigger group um there's six people in my house like including myself and so like my house is kind of like um it's like a townhouse but it's like it's very much like meant to be like student housing because like um the rooms are quite large but like the shared spaces are like a bit smaller but it's like It's like very much like meant to be a student house versus like if it was like an old house that was renovated into student housing, there tends to be like a lot more like shared family space and like more like homely car. So that is like a huge factor is that like paying for parking on campus is like super expensive. And so it's kind of nice to have like a house that already has like a parking spot with it, then I can like not pay a lot of extra parking passes
1: yeah oh and then i had
0: a question for jim
1: what's your like for now because we wanted to compare how priorities change so for you right now what's like your top priority or priorities for like looking for housing like what are you looking for things like that
2: um i was gonna ask about that but uh i don't know let's see at the moment i think my parents' biggest priority is probably safety. Mm -hmm. So like a safe area, whichever one's safer. Like they kind of want me to go on res for my second year. So next year, despite being in second year, but like, they're like, you're new to this area. Res is safer, supposedly. So that's my parents' biggest concern. But for me, I think it's more of like, the noise level, I want to say. Like, but then again, that kind of depends on who you're housing with. So I really don't know.
1: Yeah, and then I guess my follow up was gonna be like, Megan, what was your priority? And then did that change after you moved in? Were you like, man, I really did not actually care about this or did it stay the same?
0: Um, okay, I would say my biggest priority when I moved in was that I had a lot of personal space Because in residence, you, like, your rooms tend to be pretty small, and I need a lot of alone time (laughs) sometimes, and so, like, having space that's just my own was really important. Um, I say even now, that's, that has stayed pretty consistent throughout, like, my room in this house is quite large, even, like, compared to the other rooms in the house, because that was just, like, what I wanted, Um, and especially now that we're, like, in quarantine it's been like quite useful to have a large room because then it's just like I don't feel as trapped down here but yeah I think that was pretty good and then also just like trying not so much the house like sure me and my friends had a lot of um had a lot of qualifiers for the kind of house we wanted to live in but the bigger thing for me was like who I was going to live with because Like, that can really make or break your experience. Like, you can live in a horrible house, but if it's with good people, like, that's survivable. But, like, living with people that you just can't get along with is, like, detrimental, trust me. And, like, there's so many friendships, I think, that break up because, like, you can be such good friends with someone, but that does not mean that you will live well together. And so, like, when me and my friends decided to live together, like, we had, like so many serious talks about what we prioritized in a house and like what our living styles were because we were like so concerned that like living together would like break our friendships and thankfully that has not happened so far but I think that was really important for me. Also like just to touch on like Jane's points um like safety I think should be a really big concern like it's good that like you're thinking about that because Um, Unfortunately, London can be a little sketchy in certain areas, and like, you know, you'll always hear stories about like people's houses getting broken into, especially like over the breaks, because like in student heavy areas, obviously people know that the students will be home, they're like going back for the break, so that's definitely a concern. I see where your parents are coming from with like residents. But for the most part, they are like extreme cases. They don't happen as often as like you think you would. I've been in this house for like two years and that's never happened to me. That's pretty good. Um, Also advice, like if you wanna find areas that are like pretty safe, like living in places where families are is usually a good bet. Because then like, even if you're out of the house, your neighbors will be home to see if anything's gone wrong. And also, just like noise level, I totally, okay, my first year residence, we were that floor that was obnoxiously loud. Like we had zero boundaries for like other people living in this building. We would get noise complaints all the time. It was like really unfortunate (laughs) for like everyone else. Like I didn't really mind because I think I'm quite like a deep sleeper. And so it didn't bother me as much. But like my roommate at the time, hated it so much because like she's such a light sleeper and so like any bit of noise wakes her up and she also goes to sleep like quite early so like you're like oh it's only 11 she's like yeah it's 11 (laughs) like you should be quiet um but yeah I think like living in a house I think has been a step up from that because you don't have anyone like instead of like um having people like below you and beside you and above you like it's just you and then that buffer space between like you and the next house and so that has been like quite good like even when my neighbors are pretty noisy, it's like never as bad as it was in residence. Yeah.
1: Did you know the other four people when you moved in or was it just you two and then like you met up with them kind of thing
0: Of my roommates right now or in yeah. year
1: Yeah like your roommates now like the other four people?
0: Yeah so uh, I was pretty I was pretty good friends with everyone when we decided to move in with each other um, three of them were like probably my closest friends in first year at the time and then one was my first year roommate so like I already knew that we lived well together and that we got along and so she was like super ideal for like continuing to live with in the next year and then the last guy was just like I think we weren't as close in first year when we decided to be roommates but just through like a series of like long and strange events we kind of agreed to live together and like like we knew each other and like everyone got along from spending like the time that we did spend together so like we, we were we did know each other short oh, right i have a question about co-ed are you guys co-ed right now or yes So my house is 50-50 boys and girls. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of concerned about that. Like people tend to live in like girl-only houses or boy-only houses. Um, For me, I lived on the engineering floor in first year, which is predominantly male. My my actual suite was only girls. So that was, um, I think, a benefit. But for the most part, like the people I was living with were men and so I kind of I became quite comfortable like doing that also I have brothers so I know what it's like to like live in a household with guys um yeah so it wasn't really a concern for us also because we're I think like the major concern for living with guys and girls is that like there might be like um what's the word not like Behavior differences is, like, such a big term, but that, like, you'd be so different that it would be, like, not cool, but I think, like, we all have very similar, like, behaviors, and I remember we talked at the beginning about, like, oh, like, it's not cool to date within the house and stuff like that, because I think that can get awkward really quick, but, like, we're all just, like, friends, so that's been good so far.
2: Um, another question about the pricing, like, mm-hmm. Which option is price-wise more, you know, reasonable?
0: Yeah. Um, right now, so I pay $500 in rent, just like that can be our baseline. That's a pretty average amount to be paying in rent. Like, I think around like 500 to 600 is like pretty reasonable rent in London if you're staying quite close to the school. Um, obviously. Like I, I would say I'm like a 15 minute walk from campus. Like that is pretty reasonable to me. Obviously, if you get like closer to campus, so like the places that are right behind like O-Hall or behind like MedSid, that can be a lot more expensive just because you're like so, so close to school. But um, for the most part, I don't pay utilities. In, like uh, that doesn't come with my rent. So obviously I'm paying a little more than 500 every month in utilities, it's just not like that consistent amount. I would recommend if you are looking for a house, get a house with utilities included in rent, just because it can be a spot of like very high tension between roommates. Um, Whoever's paying the water bill tends to get a little too concerned about how much they're paying in the water bill. Like I know my roommate it'll like increase by like $5 because maybe people were like showering more in that month. And then they're like, how dare you guys? You can only shower like every other day for five minutes. Like, I don't understand why you need that much water. And like, it's just a bad time. So when you have that umbrella cost that just like everyone fits between, then you don't have to look at it and you don't have to stress about it. So definitely recommend Brentworth Utilities. <laughs>
1: wait so one person does the water and then somebody else does something else that's how you split it
0: yeah so one of my roommates takes care of the hydro charges so hydro is water and electricity because those come together in london and then we technically like rent our um, water heater tank so every few months we'll have like an additional charge for the water heater so one person is responsible for that and then the next person is responsible for like the actual gas in the house and the internet. So yeah, we have like two people who are technically responsible for the utilities and they tend to get a little frustrated when the numbers <laughs> fluctuate.
2: Wait, is this like for a month rent? Do you guys pay monthly or like for the yes, year? Yes, monthly.
0: So I pay at th- I think leases should be pretty universal because in Ontario at least there's like a standard lease that um, renters more or less like have to abide by unless there's like extenuating circumstances and so how our thing works is when you sign the lease you pay um, a deposit which is just like one month's worth of rent and then um, every month after that sure dates can change depending on when you move in but like usually you pay rent on the first of every month give or take like however many business days it takes to transfer um my landlord we pay direct through like deposit so we just give them like um I forget what it's called but basically like the like the bank check not bank check blank check so that they can like just automatically withdraw those funds every month um so yeah, like I don't have to do anything extra f- to pay rent aside from making sure that there's enough funds in my bank account to pay that. But yeah, it, it withdraws every month consistently. Um, if you if you do happen to like miss a month, like if for whatever reason, like the transfer just doesn't go through, you just like don't have enough money or something like that, um, they do have like an inter intramural date so I think, I believe it's like the 15th or something of every month. They give you like another opportunity to pay rent with like, it's like not an issue unless of course you're paying rent, like not consistently. But like if it happens once or twice, like don't panic. Um, they're pretty understanding about it. You just have to pay like, if if um, when they try to re- withdraw, that counts as like a transaction. And if that transaction doesn't go through, there is a cost for that. And so you will be charged for that cost. I believe it's only a few dollars, but like that's something to be aware of.
1: Speaking of landlords, any tips for interacting with those? As I don't know, they might come off a little intimidating for some people at first, I guess. Oh,
0: um, I think the landlords can be pretty diverse. They're almost as diverse as tenants, kind of. I like to think about it that way. Um, for instance, the com- I like we rent through a company. So um, I think it tends to be a lot less personal, if that makes sense. Um, They have like a website up for like, if you have repairs that need to be done to the house, then you can like submit a ticket and they'll take care of that. Um, For the most part, like I don't really interact with our landlord unless like they'll send reminders every now and then being like, hey, we're gonna change the filter on your furnace, like expect someone to invade your house between this time and this time tomorrow. And like, everything's usually pretty chill um, versus like, I know other people who have like, um, if it's just like a man or a woman renting that that particular house, then they might be a bit more conversational and like involved. Um, they wanna know like how you're doing <laughs> versus like my landlord, I don't think really cares. Um, for me, like when I was looking into renting, I didn't have like much expect- expectations for the kind of relationship I would have with my landlord. I kind of just figured that it would be mostly like transactional, like if I don't need anything, if you don't need anything, we don't really need to talk. Um, I know my roommates actually had different opinions on that. One of my roommates, like her expectation is that a landlord should really care about the people who are renting, which like, I think is like very nice if that were true, but at the same time, it is a business transaction, like it's a business agreement for you to be renting this house. And so I do think it's important to have boundaries between you and your landlord. Um, so yeah, I would say like probably a lot of landlords don't really care how you're doing, just that you're not ruining their house and that you pay rent on time.
1: Oh, well, that's a good thought. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's, like, not specific to, like, London, Ontario or anything. That's just, like, all over the world.
1: Yeah, I feel like as well, yeah.
2: I have Um, a question about that company. One sec. Um, Yeah, you mentioned you rent through a company. What company?
0: So I specifically rent through London Properties. I know that there is another company in London that's also quite prominent. I just can't remember the name off the top of my head. But for the most part, if you're looking at, like, student housing in areas that are quite student housing dense, then it will probably be those two companies that are renting towards you. Um, The Red Bricks is a great example. Pretty much every Red Brick you can think of, it belongs to London properties.
2: Oh, uh, I have a question. Like what made you choose your housing? Like what part of it was, you know, that
0: fit the best? Yeah. So When me and my roommates looked at housing like it was a long process (laughs) like we probably spent a few months looking at houses just across London because we okay a lot of people will tell you that like you have to find housing immediately or else like all the good houses will run out that's not true okay like houses there will be a lot available every year because people graduate people go on internship and things like that but there's also houses where people are very uncertain until like March, whether or not they're gonna live there. So like all throughout the year, there are houses becoming available. And so me and my friends were like very cognizant of that. And so we were quite relaxed when we were looking at houses because we were like, you know, there will be a lot of variety. We have a lot of time to pick. And so we went to like a ton of houses. Um, The things that were most important, I think to me, which me and my roommates, like we always debated about things was I wanted to live on the south side of campus just because that's where the engineering building is and that's where the IP building is. So it seemed the most convenient. Um, I also, like I said, wanted a a house where I could have quite a large room so that I could have my own space. Um, A personal thing of mine is that I don't really like sharing a bathroom. If I could, I wanted my own bathroom But of course like having private en-suites for every room will make your rent more expensive. And some of my roommates were a bit more like cost sensitive than I was. So they weren't really willing to do that. But so I drew the line at like, I'm okay sharing a bathroom with one other person. So that's my current setup that I share bathroom with one other person. Um, I also needed parking in my house. That was really important because of the car. And kind of just like, there's things that seem very obvious but aren't always. So like having a laundry machine in your house, you know, like most houses do in like North America, but some don't. So you have to check. And like a dishwasher. Um, also because there are six people, we needed an additional refrigerator to share. Because um, like having six people in one fridge is just not it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's like a lot of things that like when we were looking through houses, we realized weren't always a guarantee. Yeah, I think like those are a lot of like the really important things I wanted to look at and for like just personally where I was going to live. Also, if you can get a house where every room has a lock on the door, do that. Some houses don't allow you to do that, but I honestly think like if you can, that is preferable like if you're not in that house like your bedroom should not be accessible kind of thing you may trust your roommates and like you should trust your roommates but you know just that extra level of security is always good
1: jay any other questions or
0: um
2: not really at the moment
1: okay i guess what we had was just like a little part where we talk about like sort of more of the like funny experiences whatever I don't know if you have any stories um but I'm just going to ask anyway so any funny like roommate or landlord stories
0: okay um I think like you know it's that nice combo what's the line like tragedy equals comedy plus time like that (laughs) kind of thing or like things seem horrible in the moment but like in the after fact it's like funny so I would say like one of the biggest issues me and my roommates faced was how much we fight about doing the dishes. Like it is a sensitive topic in my house because I'm, okay, I'm under the opinion that like you should do your own dishes and you should do them quickly. So that like, you know, if there's only one ladle in the house and you use the ladle, like wash it. So then I can use the ladle next instead of waiting for you. wash the ladle two days from now. So like, that's just my opinion. (laughs) Other people are like, you know, if you need it, just wash it. Like, sure it was my dish, but like you're the one who's complaining, so you should just do it. And then other people are more of the opinion that like, if you see a dirty dish, you should just wash it regardless of whose it is. And so there's like quite conflicting views about how we should wash dishes in our house because, like, in my brain, I was, like, just wash your dish after you eat, like, then there isn't issues, and someone was, like, we should just assign someone to wash dishes every day, <laughs> like, regardless of whose it is, and I was, like, I'm not gonna wash your dishes, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, we argued about it for weeks, like, this was an ongoing argument, like, it would kind of not be a problem for a while, and then, like, a week later, someone would just, like, start yelling at everyone about having like not having their dishes cleaned and I would say that it always came down to like the same few people and this is one of those things where like you don't realize that you live so differently from other people until you live with other people like you can complain about your siblings being a mess as much as you want but like you know how your siblings live and it is very similar to how you live versus like other people have been raised entirely different like yeah it was wild basically at the end of the day I was the most stubborn and I was like everyone's gonna clean their own goddamn dishes <laughs> or else I'm gonna lose my mind and for the most part that has worked out you know a few people took a little extra training to come around but it has been okay thus far um I would say yeah that's like the biggest roommate quarrel something with our house, I would say it was like a good learning experience, mm-hmm. was that um, our house actually had a lot of mold when we moved in. And so like um, if you, I don't know how much you guys have experience with that kind of thing, but basically like all of our window sills had mold growing because the house was like not very, it wasn't sealed very well. Like also older houses will just like have issues with water. London is a very humid place when it rains, basements flood, that kind of thing. I'm not saying like a basement's flood like all the time, but just like water collects, you know, so you're more likely to have mold. Um, I My room is in the basement of our house. And I remember when I came back, I lived in our house at the end of first year. I should say that. So like I was the first person to move in um so I got my room all settled and stuff like that I came I was like quite familiar with the house when I left and then I came back in like August of second year and there was just mold growing all over the carpets in my room like we had had dealt with all the windowsills and stuff like that because that's pretty easy to deal with but yeah there was like a bunch of mold growing in my room and I had never dealt with anything like that before. Um, I wouldn't say I like panicked, but it was just like very inconvenient because our house has carpet, and like that—that's where the mold was growing, and it was like very, very inconvenient. I will say. So we had to like call up our landlord and be like, "There's mold growing in our in our house," and he was like, "Are you sure it wasn't your fault?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it wasn't my fault. Like, I wasn't living here for three months." And so, yeah, that was kind of a tense conversation with my landlord to be like, you need to fix this. (laughs) And so eventually, um, one thing that like London Properties offers to all of their tenants when they move in is that they will hire someone to like, um, to deep clean all of the carpets in the house for free. Um, But it only happens once when you move in. And me and my roommates, Um, we kind of just dumped our stuff in the house and like everyone dipped back home for the summer. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really have the opportunity to do that before we moved in. So luckily he was like, you still have this free thing. Like if you want to use it now, that will get rid of the mold. So like, that's what we did is we deep cleaned all of the carpets in the house and like it did get rid of the mold and our carpet smelled really good for like three weeks. It was so nice. Um, Yeah. That was an experience that like I didn't really enjoy while it was happening but now I look back and I'm like yeah it wasn't that big of a deal like it's funny but also like don't breathe in mold that's bad for your health. I think like what I like about student housing is that like it can be quite different a lot of the time so like my house I think if you came in the front door you'd be like wow this place is ratchet because we are like the people who took any and all furniture from like if you were getting rid of stuff, like we were the people who was like, yes, we will take it. <laughs> so like um a lot of our kitchen furniture is just like fold out tables and like fold out chairs because someone just had like an abundance of them or like their parents had like abundance of them at home. And they're like, yeah, fine, you can use these. Like they don't matter. Oh my God, wait. I have a story about these fold out tables, okay? So, they came from one of our roommates' parents' house. Like, they had be- just been keeping them out in, like, their barn for a really long time, and they, like, never used them. So they are like, yeah, you can just have them. And so we brought them into the house. Uh, like, I wasn't there when this happened, but my, like, roommates brought them into the house and, like, put them in their kitchen table, and they were like, yay, yay. We, like, sanitized the tops and everything like that, the legs, but no one thought about looking... On the underneath of the table so just one day when like me and one of my roommates were sitting there eating breakfast these tiny like little spiders started climbing out the edge of the table and like me obviously i hate spiders i like jump back i'm like we are literally setting this table on fire like i don't care where these spiders came from i don't care like whose table this is we are going to burn this and like my roommate at the time who was with me was like a lot more reasonable. He also hated spiders, but he was like, you know, we can just like vacuum them up and like clean the table. And I was like, yeah, okay. And So that's what we did. We like vacuumed up all the spiders and like we flipped over the table and there had been a spider egg sac on the underneath of the table from when it was in the barn. Oh my <laughs> and God. no one had thought to check the underneath of the table prior. And so, yeah, that was kind of traumatizing, I would say. Now I'm, like, very thorough about, like, if any furniture comes into this house, you look at it from all angles. We make sure that thing is clean. Yeah, I that was um, not a good time.
1: It was probably kind of traumatizing for the spider, too. Like, you get bored and you're like, I'm not in the barn anymore. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Oh, I hated that so much like I am usually not that wimpy around spiders like one spider I can take Uh but like hundreds of spiders that's not it that's not good yeah kind
1: of thing okay and then we also had a thing I don't know if you want to do this but we, uh, we just thought it'd be cool if we did like yindrax but to your roommates or to your landlords. So you don't have to say who it's to. but you just say something to them. If you have like interesting things to say, if not, like we can skip this as well, but just- Wait, like
0: as if I'm like talking to them or like about yeah, them? Yeah,
1: like, you know, like Instagram, you where you just like, you text something to them and you put in your like captions, but then you don't like say who it's for. You just know mm-hmm. it's for those general, like one of those people. Oh,
0: honestly? I feel like I don't have things to say but I feel like my roommates would have things to say to me (laughs) like not that I'm like a bad roommate or anything like that but I don't vacuum as often as I should
1: something happens it's like ah, it'll turn out fine in the end Mm -hmm. yeah well thank you guys so so much for like coming on the podcast and just like sharing your experiences or concerns questions whatever it was just really nice like hearing people that actually had questions as opposed to like us trying to make up questions. And then also like hearing your real experiences and then all the cool stories that were a little tragic at the time, but are now somewhat funny. Um, So yeah, thank you for like coming. Um, And I think we'll wrap it up at that. Yeah, thank you for having me. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any further questions or if you just want more general information, please visit the Western Off Campus housing site as well as the ISS housing campaign on our Instagram at USCISS. One last time, that's at USCISS.